and welcome to the Eating 1871 podcast with me, Jeremy Inson. I'm talking to the people involved and bringing you all the news from Eating Trailfinders Amateur Men's Section. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the pod tonight. We've got a very friendly fellow. He's always smiling. He's always having fun. It is, of course, Mr. Toby Holt. Good evening, Toby. Good evening, Jess. How are you doing? How was tonight's training? Uh, sweaty. It's sweaty. a bit warmer than it was the last couple <laughs> yeah, of nights. I'm sat here sweating, um, just catching my breath. Uh, but yeah, it was good. Um, obviously, after a big weekend, coming back on Tuesday and kind of focusing a bit more on on skills, getting a run out, getting the ball in hand as much as you can. Um, good. Uh, I mean, head coach wasn't here today, so we had uh, assistant coach Eddie, Eddie jump Beck. in. Eddie, Eddie Beck, Eddie Beck uh, coach slash player. Um, but yeah, random session really well. Um, did a bit of different stuff in the forwards. Worked on rucking rather than lineouts. But um, yeah, it was, all, it was all good. You mentioned Saturday, 22-16, last top of the table crash. Yeah. To London Scottish. What was that like as a match? frustrating but I think it's uh, I was saying to the guys um, I think it's the games that we, we play rugby for um, you know in the league that we play in and last year um, we've had some pretty easy games I mean playing flanker managing to get maybe like six tackles in a game so coming down and playing a, a really competitive game against people that, that, that are good um, you know it's always enjoyable unfortunately we came away with, the, with, the, with an L um, but you know, I'll fix your back at theirs at the start of the season. Um, we came away with a W, so it's, it's one-one this season. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely frustrating. Um, but that, yeah, hats off to them. Strong side. So that leaves you second in Hearts and Middlesex two on sixty-five points. They're one ahead with sixty-six. They play two games less. Yeah. And then third, London Scots. They are six points behind with sixty, and they've played two matches fewer as well so yeah. it's gonna be an exciting end to the season isn't it keep you on your yeah, toes yeah so we we've essentially um you know i think we, we have a tendency to look at the whole season rather than you know look at one game ahead um so i think now all the boys have got to do is focus on what we can control and um yeah basically get bonus points wins against um some pretty tough opposition uh Saris, who i think are fourth fourth in the table and then Chesson who will be I think top now um, but yeah no doubt we can we can stick it to him Jess stick Start, it to him. starting this Saturday a lot of fiery words by the way starting this Saturday <laughs> with Tabard away two o'clock kickoff yep how are the boys feeling for that one uh, I, th- I, th- I think coming back from an L going to Tabard um, you know we went there we went there last Last, uh, when did we go there? Went there just after Christmas, um, but the pitch was frozen. So this is a uh, kind of postponed fixture. Um, but I think we're, we're feeling we're feeling confident. Um, you know, we, we should put out a good performance. But I think it's all about actually completing when we're in the kill zone, because um, we have a tendency to to kind of chuck it about and yeah, not 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 score essentially. <laughs> Basically, that's what you're trying to do. Yeah. And if you don't do it, that's, yeah, you're not scoring, are you? Exactly. 
So you, this is what your third, fourth season at Ealing, isn't it? But actually, probably in the grand scheme of things, your first full one, considering what COVID did to the. When you were twenty nineteen. Last last season was first full one, okay. right? And then I played cup games in my first season here. So first season played just some cup games, and then a, a game for a couple of games for the Exiles, a couple of games for the Twos, um, and then COVID hit. So. Lots of ready for rugby fixtures. What a, what a great thing! <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it worked in the circumstances. Yeah, I yeah, but um, amazing to, to you know we had like I think at one point we had like hundred hundred people down here, um, and then yeah on on for last season as a full season, and then yeah this one so nowhere near the hundred caps just yet. <laughs> give it time, give it time. So what brought you here in the first place? Uh, so. Um, yeah, work really. Um, moved down to moved down to Ealing um, randomly, just because you know it was an affordable place. Randomly uh, to to um, to rent um, to rented, and uh, I can remember going to you know turning up, and it was during the World Cup in Japan, and I just moved to London and I was stressed out. I went down to the the King's Arms and uh, met a uh, Corrado. There's a big Italian fella working behind the bar um, and uh, started talking about playing rugby and so on. And, and he said he played for Elin um, and said that I needed to come down. So it took me about two months to drop him a message, but dropped him a message, came down, saw the facilities and was like, bloody hell, I'm not going anywhere. This will <laughs> do. This, this will do. This will do, yeah. But I, I've got a lot of um, family connections from around this area anyway um, that I grew up. Uh, well, when I was until I was four, I was living in Ryslip. My family has strong connections with Ryslip Rugby Club. So when I told my nan that I was playing for Ealing, she uh, nearly flipped. But uh, didn't disown you. Didn't cut you. No, no, no. I mean, if you go to Ryslip Rugby Club, you still see my granddad and my um, my great great uncle or whatever on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I'm very civilized. So. COVID, we came out of COVID, and then mm-hmm. last season, a bit of a, a change of role. You came here as a winger, three-quarter, sometimes a centre, yeah. and then suddenly it all changed last year. What happened? Uh, so I think we were up on the amount of wingers that we had. Uh, well, yeah, I'll give you the PC version. <laughs> so we had a lot of wingers. Polite, polite version. Yeah, 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 we, yeah we, had, um, we had a lot of wingers, not many flankers. Um, so I had a couple of games um, playing, in, playing in the back row. And kind of took to it. My game is, um, yeah, kind of. I wasn't ever really an evasive winger. I would kind of just run into people. Fijian um, style. Yeah, Fijian style. The Fijian step, which is stepping into people, um, and uh, yeah, it, yeah. So, so it actually took quite well to flanker. Um, but yeah, now I'm learning all about the line out, which I think is a pretty amazing thing to get seven blokes to coordinate lift, catch, stay straight um, at the same time. So, you know, Nilo and Donners are giving me some good tips on that and um, along with all the other boys as well. Uh, but yeah, yeah, move there. But yeah, the, the non-polite version is I put on about 10 kilograms over COVID. You're listening to the Ealing 1871 podcast. Bleed green! Last year, it paid off last season. Yep, yeah. What happened yeah. to the awards night? Oh, yeah, we've got, um, got coaches, coaches player of the season. Um, which was yeah, pretty yeah, pretty good. 
to, to get that because um, I think last season put a lot into the club in terms of playing and, and the social media that I do. Um, so to get recognised um, for that was, was pretty major. But I can remember they, them <laughs> kind of going through the whole uh, awards evening and, uh, you know, awards come in, awards come in, awards come in, I'm not, not really expecting anything. And I'm just like, you know how it is, just drinking, drinking the Guinness um, from about 10 pints deep at that point. And then at the end of the night, I left that award to the end, <laughs> just got up and I was absolutely slaughtered and tried to do a speech. Uh, it didn't go too well, but um, there was a picture. So it definitely happened, Jez. Okay. You got the trophy. You do know where the trophy is. <laughs> the trophy is in the wardrobe. Yeah. In, the, in your wardrobe. Yeah, in the wardrobe. No, it's on top of the wardrobe. Okay, so it's, it's on display. The, yeah, it's on display. It's on That's display. right. Now, you, there's a lovely segue there because you mentioned the social media. Oh, yeah. And of course, the artwork. Oh, like, yeah. Fancy artwork, advertising this very pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you get involved with that? So, like turning up to the club, um, I think on the membership form you have to put in, uh, you know, something that you can offer the club if you can. Um, so for some reason I put in graphic design. I've no background in graphic design whatsoever, but I put it in there. Um, and you know, I was I was working in recruitment at the time, and I was kind of looking for, you know, potentially putting my hobby and my career in a line. So thought I'd ask to get involved. Um, and the old person that was doing the social media, Sam Lindsay, um, was leaving at the, at the same time that I wanted to get involved. So we kind of did a transition, um, you know, and I just do a lot of stuff on, on Canva and Canva and paint. Um, but yeah, like the graphics, um, I've got someone in to help me now. I've got the, uh, captain Skip Stedman, uh, to come and help me with the captions because, uh, yeah, having dyslexia and writing captions wasn't, wasn't, wasn't the best thing. <laughs> you bet. You do well though, Toby. You do well. Get everyone's exactly. attention. Make yeah. us look good at times in the pictures yeah. as well. Yeah, so I'd like yeah. to see what you do with advertising your own version, uh, your own episode. So we shall see. Exactly. Yeah, the next day or two. Um, but of course, you will want to talk about something slightly more mm-hmm. serious. Uh, and that is, of course, rugby union and the effect it's had on your mental health in good and bad ways. Because people often do hear mental health yeah. and maybe you think of bad things for mental health. Yours is a bit more the other way, isn't it? Positive, definitely. So, so to kind of start it off, I guess, um, I struggle I mean, with a lot of people with, um, with depression, anxiety, mainly on the anxiety side, and then, and then depression kind of comes in. Um, and yeah, I think that kind of, I guess when I went to uni, um, trying to find like a group that I'd fit in with and so on um, was was quite difficult because I was a little bit withdrawn. Um, but I think coming to a rugby club and having that kind of similar people um, and that structure, and that routine, that fitness around you kind of really helps with with that um, that anxiety, especially the routine. And I think um, you know coming down to this club. Like this, what did I watch? I watched um, some Netflix show. Um, and I think Mario Toji talked about how a rugby club is so much more, or like your rugby team is so much more than just playing. Um, you know, the, the people, the connections that you make, you, you, you play, on the t- play on the team with them. So you go through adversity, you win, you lose. Um, and, you know, you're out socializing with them after you're training with them. Um, you both got shared goals and so on. So 
I think in terms of that, all that infrastructure and support, especially when you just moved to London as well, um, was was huge. And over COVID, um, what the club put on, managed to put on, was pretty major. But um, yeah, I think without without rugby, which is what I found um, quite meditational, running into people, um, yeah, it, it might be a different story. But um, it definitely massively helps out. I think sport in general, having that. Yeah. So when did that all start? Uh, so it started, I think, anxiety I've had for, for quite a while, um, since maybe college. Um, but actually actively trying to do something about it um, was, was halfway through uni. Um, and then, yeah, when I moved to London, it got worse. Um, was a bad job, bad circumstances, but um, I guess the things that I could always look forward to were, you know, coming on here and, and training and chatting. And I think now, um, I mean, connections is quite a big thing for me. So I think most of my best mates are from this club now, you know. So, um, so yeah, I went a lot. And that's why I try to give it all back in social media. That's fair enough. In terms of how it manifests itself, is there anything particular you're aware of when, when sort of the wave of anxiety starts to come? Yeah, yeah. Um, used to, used to um, manifest itself in, uh, in, in binge drinking quite badly. <laughs> and I think that, you know, it quite coincides a little bit with, with rugby culture as well, like binge drinking and, and smoking as well. So being able to get out and actually you know, do that in a way. Um, yeah, I think a good thing about this club is that it's not actually all around drinking. A massive culture around, you know, actually just people having a good time together. Um, whether you're drinking or not. Whether you're drinking or not. Um, yeah, and we're, we're a pretty inclusive bunch, so, yeah. And, uh, and your behaviour, you mentioned it, being here and being aware of what you, being aware of your anxiety levels and how they can flare up. Um, how's your behaviour changed? You mentioned you didn't drink, you know, you might be drinker still, or as you mentioned, yeah, yeah, but you're slightly more protective. Yeah, I think there's, 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 there's levels to it. So, um, you know, I, I stopped drinking for a while, um, to kind of change that relationship that I had with it because I used to drink because I was obviously feeling anxious, and then you kind of continue to drink more even though you weren't having a good time. Um, and when, when I stopped drinking, I'd still carry on going out and doing the same thing, but, um, without the drink. So I'd, I'd figure out whether actually I liked staying in a club or I was only staying in a club because I was, I was pissed. Rugby, the lifter gives you, what are you like on a Saturday morning? What are you like on a Tuesday about five, six o'clock as the training is coming? What are you like on Saturday, yeah. lunchtime, an hour or two out from the match. What's that like for you? Yeah, so Saturdays, Saturdays are really good. You know, look forward to Saturdays. Um, all right, so running the social media, it kind of gives me a bit of an extra buzz as well. Because um, one of the things that I'd said that I would do is, you know, influence on the pitch um, as much as I can and then off the pitch. So I try and come out with social media posts that are going to like hype the boys up before the game. So kind of wake up on the Saturday, um, get on the laptop, make some kind of game day graphics, send that out, put like like ACDC back in black music track um, on it, hoping that the boys will watch that 
and then come to the match extra hyped up um, and then yeah turn up here um we have a pretty chilled warm-up we're about we're here for about an hour maybe like yeah around an hour ish kind of just mucking about putting the tape on chatting so you just come in chat to the boys um and then you know straight into you know that half an hour or that 40 minute solid warm-up then onto the match um so i think we've got we've got kind of game day down to a t um although we're gonna try and figure out how to watch the uh, england scotland game on saturday uh it's a two o'clock kickoff so you should be all right so you think we'll, we'll be back from Tabar. Back, oh, back yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, so try and figure that one out. Anyone, um, anyone out there listening, got any ideas, any suggestions? Yeah. If we want a postcard. Ricky, earlier kickoff, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was what it used to be years ago. It used to be the uh, you know, kickoff at 12 o'clock, something at 11 a.m. The afternoon yeah. kickoffs, because a lot of them were all about 3 o'clock and stuff. So. I guess that's why the exiles are playing, probably playing on Friday, Friday yeah. evening, isn't it? Yeah, so. Friday that'd evening be, games. That'd be a good one. So, Friday evening for the exiles. Yep. 2 p.m. at Tabard. Yeah. The first. So thank you very much for talking. Yeah, some interesting subjects there. Plenty for people to ponder. <laughs> yes. And thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thanks, Jess. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on all the usual social channels. And remember, bleed green. Bleed green.